0: All right, five examples of Christmastime sermon applications, illustrations, and sermon meanings coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, greetings, 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 holiday greetings to you wherever you are, from me and my family to you. It is that time of the year when we are celebrating our Lord's birth, just as the shepherds are made aware of his birth and celebrated and got excited and did something about it. We are too. And our church is having a bunch of different services and outreach things from Christmas time and kids programs and uh, candlelight services and all sorts of things. And I hope that you're able to do some of those too. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about that, you can click on our channel here and find out several things in our Christmas Outreach channel that will help you to have a good holiday uh, services, however, whatever they are, if it's kids or candlelights or uh, whatever it happens to be. So anyway, for those of you that are here for the first time, my name is Mike Holmes. I'm the founding pastor here at Sinclair Baptist Church, and I'm excited to have you on board. We've got something very exciting today. We've been putting out several things that have to do with Christmas and programs and candle services and, and sermon illustrations and boy did we get a lot of uh, feedback on all the sermon stuff and so I really kind of have sort of part two on that. If you miss part one, you can go back and and catch uh, some of that in our uh, the 19 examples sermon examples uh, that we did uh, that should be right here on the YouTube page uh, where you're finding this. Um, is since it is the sermon time of the year and we're moving into uh, kind of the new year, we have several things we're going to be doing uh, concerning preaching and sermon and some of that and there's one thing I would love to get to you and that is our sermon series planner. I created this many years ago and it's something we use in our church. It helps us plan out kind of a sermon series and we're going to talk about an annual sermon series or an annual sermon preaching calendar at another time where you're kind of looking at the whole year but this is where if you're looking at one particular thing so say you're going to uh, do a sermon Series on a particular book of the Bible, or a set of passages out of a Bible, or you're going to do maybe a concept from the Bible, like spiritual fitness, and you're talking about you know prayer and witnessing and giving and you know all the different things uh, that you might think uh, that uh, fall into spiritual fitness. This would help you put a sermon series together, how to come up with good names for it, good ideas, how to promote it, how to uh, get it uh, you know, out so your people know that they should come and listen to it and that they should bring their friends. Uh, one of the things that's disturbing a little bit is as I t- talk to more and more churches, many times churches, there's not a lot of new visitors at churches, there's not a new people. They haven't brought their friends and many times I think it's, it's kind of our fault we've not really given them a reason to invite somebody. And if we have a good, well-planned topic and a series of something that is coming on, boy, that's a great thing to use to invite uh, new people, neighbors, co-workers, like, hey, come here, my pastor, he's talking about this, this topic. And uh, it's just a very, very helpful way for your people to invite other folks. So um, all of that is in the Sermon Series Planner, and you can get that for free. Uh, it is, I'll put the address on the screen here, but it is just uh, reachkeep.com slash planner, just the word planner. And uh, you put your email in there and it will send you an instant PDF of uh, what exactly how to do. And then it'll give you a blank one that you can fill in uh, and use it yourself. Uh, it's just a real simple uh, real simple way to kind of organize your thoughts and put everything together. So I'm excited about all this emphasis on on uh, speaking. And one of the things that I want to talk about today is this idea of the meaning of your sermon, okay? The the, the application, the illustrations, what it, where your sermon is headed. And if you're a pastor, you know that that's something that haunts you all the time. It's in the way, in the right way. It's like you're burdened for your people, you're burdened for this family, you're burdened for those folks and and you have, you know, taken time to uh, you know, just really plan your sermons the best you can to feed your sheep uh, that that God has given you and uh, sheep have different feed needs at different times of the year okay i was raised on sheep farm and we you know do a lot of uh, sheep stuff when they're having their babies they have a different nutrition need than when that than when the babies are already born and then they're nursing and and when they're they're not when they're being getting ready to be bred and they're out in the summer pastures and things they have different nutritional needs. Then so a, a wise farmer or shepherd is going to pay attention to the different needs there, and you're going to want to make sure that you are paying attention to your flock and you're teaching them and training them and building them up in the way. You they should go okay be diligent to know the state of your flocks that's the idea where they're at and that's an important thing for a pastor and so one of the things that we do as pastors, is when we're preaching and teaching, is we then not just give content, and there's so much good content in the Bible. I mean, you know, 66 books full of all sorts of great stuff, what, 31,000 verses or, or so of things. We can give content all day long, but to really give the meaning, to like say, so what? Here is why we're doing this. And we use that, the the, the things that we use for that are illustrations that kind of like draw it down to, boom, this central, central point, or what we, we we would often call application. I'm kind of throwing all those together. Um, they are broken down into very specific things, and and we are dealing with that in a new uh, uh, pastors uh, preachers uh, training course that we're coming up with uh, that you'll be able to hear about this spring, where we have kind of found the what we call the nine fundamentals of of what it is to uh, you know pastor and preach to people not just preach a sermon not just take a text apart and figure out what it means and all that but but to take the text and get it to the people and there's kind of a difference there and we've got some i'm really excited about it spent a couple weeks getting ready for uh away train doing some training kind of getting ready for some of this and putting it into a, a workable format for, uh, for all of our pastors uh, it's going to be cool and I'm, I'm excited to be this spring sometime for we get that release as some as a training course uh, that you'll be able to enroll in and and uh, be able to participate in so um, what we have here though is this idea of the the so what of the sermon and I want to kind of get into that just real quickly it's it's where the sermon is going it's where you're dropping off the you know it's kind of like if you were you know a bellboy dropping off luggage and someone said he goes to room 310, you're taking it to 310 and you're dropping off the luggage there. It's what's the destination, you know? Where are you dropping off the load of corn? Uh, where are you going to put the things that uh, uh, that you are preaching about? And I want to give you five uh, little uh, simple examples that you can use uh, kind of along that line. But it is the idea that needs to really be promoted a lot, especially in this month, the month of December. December is the most emotional month you'll ever preach in. It's the most nostalgic month you'll ever preach in. It's the most uh, l- people longing their hearts, and I'll be home for Christmas, and hope my kids come home, and 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 of course, I hope, I hope my kids don't come home. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pain associated with Christmas, people, their first Christmas without uh, some of their, their loved ones, and, and first one alone, been through divorce and heartache, there's all sorts of of things that going on and all these longings and these heart things mean that the heart is really tender during christmas and you and I want to make sure we take advantage of that. So when we come to the application, the meaning, the sermon meaning, the what's it all about, we want to make sure that we're kind of hitting home with these Christmas messages, whether they're the Sundays before Christmas or a Sunday after Christmas or, a, you know, a candlelight service, however uh, you are doing. And I want to give you kind of something that I use, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for the end here, kind of a little formula, the little three F's I call it, and really formula that helped me to kind of putting myself into their their shoes and be able to kind of take the message and and kind of paint it with the right thing. And I mean, it's God's word. It's a scripture. Obviously, preach the Bible. Okay. But the application of it will be a little bit different for the way every person handles that. I want to give you just a a couple different ones that that I've used in the past. And uh, I know you guys like these examples. So this is what you're preaching for, where you're headed, you know, what must they hear, what must they do, uh, you know, that type of thing. So um, one of them that I've used often is that the theme, uh, the the illustration, the application of guidance, okay? It's the whole thing of guidance. And your people need guidance. Every person that is sitting under the voice of your your candlelight service, Christmas program, whatever it happens to be, is a person who is looking for some level of guidance. And there's so many verses that talk about this. Um, of course, Mary and Gabriel, uh, all there in Luke chapter one, uh, Joseph had no idea what was going on in his life. And the angel came and said, fear not, and gave him, uh, gave him kind of that guidance. Um, Mary then got some guidance and some extra help from Elizabeth. I think that's kind of neat story, kind of how that happened. And then the whole idea of they would go down to Bethlehem and God directed them and kind of brought them down through there. So guidance is an application that can be pasted into any one of these Christmas stories there that will get to the hearts of your people and really help them to grow and to mature. A second one here is one, uh, just the, the word assurance. And there's so many areas where there was some assurance that was given. The idea of the shepherds showing up with Mary and Joseph. I mean, they just had traveled, they had this baby, They you know, presumably alone at that time, it seemed like it. And then there's this angelic bunch, you know, or the the shepherds who heard the angels and then, of course, came. And they kind of validated, I think, and gave Mary a level of assurance that life was not going to be normal, <laughs> that this was a very, very special uh, special birth. Uh, of course, there's some other validations uh, there, too, um, that encouragement. We all need that type of thing. Uh, I think uh, later on when the wise men showed up, another thing for Mary and Joseph, just kind of that idea of assurance. And if your people are in your congregation, sitting in your pews, in your chairs, listening to your word, they need assurance that they are headed the right direction, that they're going the right direction. And one of the things as a pastor that you can give them is to validate and help them go the right direction. And, And in some cases, obviously, we need to steer them the right direction and kind of move them where they need to go. But as a pastor, you're a person that really can pour that on and give them some of that stuff and let them know how grateful you are for watching them obey the Lord and some of that. And this, again, a great time. of the year uh, for people to kind of get assurance because they're moving into a new year, and it's from there that they need confidence to move forward. And so it's just some great lessons from the scriptures there. Um, Another one, this is such a good one that I really, really enjoy, and it's found several places in the Christmas story, and it is the idea or the application or the meaning of God's timing, God doing this miraculous stuff ahead of time and in certain places far away, over there, over there, over there. And it's all coming together. And there's so many ways that you can make this application. The stories are pretty clear. Caesar Augustus, of course, made some ruling about taxes way over in Rome, you know, thousand miles away from Bethlehem, however far it is, and, and months ahead of time, if not years, that ended up moving them along. And God's timing was perfect. And and the the one, too, is that at the same time, there were shepherds abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flocks. God needed someone, and guess what those shepherds? were there and God's timing was put there and of course the the whole wise men thing um, I, you know, I've watched and listened and studied a lot on the wise men, and there is no doubt that those guys, you know, started out a long time—well, obviously a long ways away and a long time before—and got there. And how God's timing is so important in our life, and that we can see people—that people out there that are going to make a difference in our life. And then this is a, another application of this: you are going to make a difference in someone else's life, someone you haven't even met yet, a neighbor that hasn't even moved in, someone that's not even in our community, but you are learning things now, you're going through trials right now, you're getting good things right now, and you're going to speak into their life in the future. And the Christmas story is filled with that, and that is a great uh, thing of application. Uh, wrote another one down, just the whole idea of the good news concept, and how the shepherds went out and told everything, and they were excited about it, and uh, we don't need to be the bah humbug people, uh, we need to be people excited about about Christmas, and you know, whether he was born this day or that day, and whether we should celebrate it, you know, his birthday or not. You know, there's some interesting things there. The fact is they did celebrate his birth, okay? And so we're just celebrating that he's still, his birth was celebrated. We'll put it that way. Uh, some great great stuff. And it's, it's such a good news. So many powerful powerful things that have have to do with this. And then the last one here's this idea of obedience. And of course we see it with a Mary where she was like, you know, talking to Gabriel and she said, "Be it unto me, Lord, you know, according to your word." And a Joseph, it says he, you know, he got the direction from the angel. It says and he rose up and he did as the angel had spoken to him and the idea of obedience is all through the the thing and all of us need to obey and we may not know what is out there and it may be difficult what is ahead and it may be in the dark and we can't quite see it very good what is ahead but when we obey God gives us light and we move forward now all five of these are application uh, sermon meaning type illustrations that you can put in how you get to some of those illustrations and how you kind of lay all that down is something that uh let me share this with you and then then i'll be done this is just a very simple little uh thing i want you to write on a piece of paper write these down so you get this uh get this down um it's it's called feel it, it's, there's there's three words that have an f to them feel felt And found, okay? Feel, felt, and found, okay? And it's the idea of, you know, you may feel, uh, you know, like you need guidance, or you may feel like you're wandering around, okay? I, and you kind of bring it back to you as a preacher, I have felt that way too. And many of your best illustrations might pastor friends will not come out of some book that somebody wrote, you know, 100 years ago about shipwrecks and compasses and the stars in the sky and chickens and candles and all sorts of things. Your very best illustrations are your life. And you can say, you have felt this way. I have felt this way too. And then the last word is found, but I have found that. And you say, you're here. Okay. I was there with you. And now I have found dot, dot, dot. And you can do this with any one of these things if it's the the guidance. You might feel that you're wandering. You might feel that, you know, December is lonely. You might feel, you know, heartache and this and that. And you might feel all this. I have felt some of those things too. But I have found... That if I obey God, that if I trust in his guidance, if I read the scriptures, you know, if I go to church, if I take time to encourage other people, whatever your application is. But your applications here and your illustrations then can come out of that. And when you say, I have found, then you move forward and you say, let me tell you a story how that happened in my life. And you give a short, simple illustration of your life, but it is time to the feel, felt, found thing, and you're able to give that application really clear and put the meaning in the sermon. A sermon without meaning would be like eating cardboard for breakfast or something. I mean, it'd probably fill you up, but it's not going to get you very far. And we need to make sure that we have the right application, the right illustrations that are born of the application, and that we are giving the true meaning of the sermons here. So I hope that some of these five will be a help to you and uh, that these would be good for you. If you would like the sermon series planner that we have just right now, you can type into your browser, reachkeep.com slash planner. Put your info in there and poof, it'll shoot right over to you. And that'll be a help for you coming up for the new year. And we do have, like I say, some sermon calendar, preaching calendar things coming up. And again, the nine fundamentals that we're talking about of a pastor, a pastor preacher. You know, there's a difference between a preacher... And a, and a pastor. I mean, it really is. A pastor is, is shepherding the flocks. He's so tied into his sheep that it's such an important thing. And we still preach from the same Bible. We still exposit the same way. We still give the same verses that we have right here in the Word of God. We still, you know, pour all that out. But it is poured out in a way from a pastor that is different than just someone preaching another sermon. Okay. And we're, I'm going to deal with that and I'm very excited about that. And, uh, I, don't know if I even made that clear to you, but I hope I hope you understand that that is that it is is loving on your people and helping your people and pastoring your people and uh, you know using the spoken word to do that. So that's coming up. It's out uh, out a few months before we get that uh, ready to go uh, in a in a training format that will work for you. But thank you very much for us, and I hope you have a great holiday. Uh, all the different you know Christmas and New Year's and fun stuff that you do uh, with your family. Uh, I got great things planned with mine, and looking forward to it. But thank you. Uh, Again, uh, hit the thumbs up. And by the way, if this has been good for you, hit the subscribe button. This will be helpful. Uh, We appreciate you so much. God bless you. We will see you next time here at the ReachKeep.com Better Sundays Podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.